Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampoos, KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, day after tomorrow is the Moist Line, Moist Line Friday. We remind you that uh, more and more people are using the new way to connect to the Moist Line. It's the iHeartRadio app. There is a talkback feature represented by a little microphone. You can use that to leave the message, or you can certainly use the old voicemail. one 877 1-877-664. 7886. More and more, we're finding the stories and building the case about what is wrong with criminal justice reform in the state of California. Of course, we had that horrible shooting in Sacramento, and it looks like one of the perpetrators hasn't been charged with murder yet, but apparently got early release from prison. Maybe only served half the term that he should have, despite a long letter sent by the Sacramento DA's office imploring the parole board not to release this man because he's still dangerous and now it looks like he may have been involved in this uh, rival gang shooting in yeah. downtown Sacramento and, and we I should mention uh, I saw Michael Schellenberger today he's the he's running for governor he's the author of San Francisco and he said that that shooting in Sacramento 
that comes from the corrections department for letting uh, Smiley Martin out early. And he said it's Newsom who appoints the head of the corrections department. So this is Newsom's formula because he he's the one who decides who's going to run the department. And then that bureaucrat comes up or approves of the formulas. So well, this is what thanks you, to Prop 57, which yeah. the voters approved, which means that uh, they can early release people. Right. And, of course, they won't even call it early release. They just say, no, no, no. It's it's all about good time credits. Yeah. That's not early release. They yeah. earned their early release. But we don't call it that. No. And, and, and Prop 57 gave the Corrections Department the right to come up with whatever wacky idea they had on releasing prisoners early. But they are the ones who decide on the formula, and they implement the formula. And that comes... From the top, whoever's in charge of the Department of Corrections, again, appointed by Newsom. And by the way, you haven't seen Newsom criticize the Department of Corrections for letting the guy out after four years. Newsom's in Costa Rica. He's paying no attention to California right now. He's on his family vacation. It's well earned. (laughs) They had a tough year with the recall and everything. I know. I know. Remember, he he had to cancel his uh, trip to the Global Warming Conference. Oh, he was, that's he was right. They're going to go children. to Scotland where, where Garcetti got COVID. Right. Garcetti's had a bad year, too, huh? We, we learned from the Sacramento County DA, Anne-Marie Schubert, yesterday during the 4 o'clock hour when she was on the show. She's running for attorney general, and God help us, I hope she wins. But anyway, she it was her office that wrote that long letter to the parole board about Smiley and not to release him. And the new thing we learned is that that did have an effect Five months. The parole board stopped the release of Smiley, but five months later, he was released. So that all of the evidence that they presented got us five months from this dangerous man being released. And, and he, he was released just this year, as it turns out. And he had almost five years to go. Yes, he only served half his time. Well, now, we turned our attention to a story we spent a lot of time on a couple of months ago, and it's come back around thanks to Fox News Digital. This is a great story, but it's also a frustrating story, and I'll explain why in a moment. But it's about the person we now know as Hannah Tubbs, who was James Tubbs. Very bizarre story, but when this person was James Tubbs, he sexually assaulted a 10-year-old girl in a Denny's bathroom in 2014. I think it was up in the Lancaster-Palmdale area. It took a while to catch up with them. Of course, there were other arrests because he moved around. And they finally arrested him. But when the charges were being presented, guess who's the DA? George Gascon. And that's why this became a big story, because according to his policies, oh, the crime was committed when Tubbs was what? Just short of 18 years old? I got to go easy. So Tubbs, who is now 26, by the way. Only got like a two-year term, and that term is going to be served in one of those juvenile houses, one of those, it's not a real jail. It's a, yeah, and he's also now pretending to be transgender so he could get assigned to a female, female juvenile detention center. Which he proudly told his yeah. father in a jailhouse call. Because he probably thinks, well, I know, he thinks he can get some action there, right? He's got young women. That's what he's attracted to. That's who he molests. And all he had to do was uh, tell Gascon, it's like, hey, I'm a woman now. And Gascon, well, hey, you're a woman. I'm woke. You go now to the uh, girls' detention center. And, so, and, and and he admitted as much to his father, Tubbs did, in a, in a recording. Yeah, and if you look at the earlier 
booking photo of James Tubbs. I can't imagine that as a Hannah Tubbs. But anyway, um, yeah. what Fox News Digital has found out is that the year before he assaulted the 10-year-old girl in the bathroom, he was suspected of sexually molesting a four-year-old girl at a library in Bakersfield. This is August of 2013, while the little girl's mother was browsing books just a few aisles over. This is the Northeast Bakersfield Library. It took place near locked bathrooms. The victim told police she escaped when Tubbs went to retrieve a bathroom key. See, he was going to drag her into the... Oh. Just like he did to the girl in the Denny's. Oh, and he exposed himself and touched, and touched her. her. Yeah, see, that's male behavior. Because he exposed himself. He's showing off his penis. That's when you know this this whole transgender thing Especially is a fake. Especially to a child. Look how yeah. big it looks. Yeah. And, yeah, the, and that's how these creeps are. And he ordered... She was shouting and crying hysterically and, oh, pointing at her mouth and private parts when she finally found her mother. He, he had ordered her. He said, just do it. And The so girl you, and her mother identified Tubbs, who was wearing a ripped black shirt and shorts, with, and he had blonde hair. Now, this is where I get frustrated. The next sentence is, Bakersfield police did not immediately respond to comments. And then it moves on to go over the story we were just talking about, the Denny's restroom assault from 2014. So what happened with that case? That's why I'm frustrated. What happened? Yeah. Now, did, did they it, not have enough to press charges? Or did the mother and the little girl back out? Or did... Because it's quite a story. Yeah, and, and, but, but and, see, a four-year-old has a, has a hard time... Comprehending? And, and testifying in court because she's already traumatized and sometimes she doesn't want to do it or the parents don't want to do it or, you know, her story isn't consistent enough because she's four. And this is how these guys get away with it. And, uh, but that's that, you know, that's not an acceptable answer for the Bakersfield police just to have nothing to say. Because apparently this must be taken from a police report that they got a hold of, and there seems to be significant detail about what he oh, did yeah. to her, no, exposing they, himself, touching her. Well, what they what they should have done is prosecuted him. That's what they should have done. But uh, Otter, maybe Otter, they did. Maybe he pled it down to nothing, like everything's going on these days. Yeah, it is difficult to get records uh, in criminal cases very quickly, and uh, sometimes uh, you know. And let's not forget how old is he in twenty thirteen? He's a minor. Well, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so the, often those records are sealed. I yeah, think the whole, he's the, probably 17 years old that year. The whole like system that. is so, so screwed up. It's so awful. And A that's four-year-old. Yeah, he should have been in prison, and he never should have been out to do what he did to the girl in the Denny's. And let's forget this transgender nonsense. This is nothing but a scam by this guy yeah. to get close to girls. But that was always predicted. And if you said that out loud a few years ago when suddenly this this uh, transgender concept became an obsession in the media, if you said it out loud, it's like, oh, yeah, transphobic. It's like, no, you're going to see bad guys are going to do stuff. They're there gonna are going to be some men yeah, that do gonna, this. And, and you like have that one, guy that went into the spa in Koreatown. I still know that was a The guy who went to the spa in the Koreatown, that student in Virginia. The student in Virginia. Remember the student in Virginia who uh, sexually attacked a girl? Oh, right. The famous yeah. Loudoun County uh, district. Right, yeah. Oh. So you got you got, you got got three cases right there. It's very rare, but it happens, and it, that, that has to be addressed. 
All right, when we come back, as we continue to build the case for the frustrations, particularly that police and prosecutors are facing these days, this time, wow, it's the LAPD chief, Michael Moore, who, unlike Sheriff Villanueva, doesn't really speak up about the frustrations that are going on now with crime. But this time, he sort of did when it comes to some follow-home robbers. You'll find out more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, we're telling you that the stories build day by day about how California is in serious trouble when it comes to crime. And the person this time speaking out is someone we haven't heard much from, even though they could be at the center of this. It's the LAPD Chief Michael Moore. We know that L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has been upfront about homelessness and crime. Michael Moore, because he's appointed by the uh, goofy mayor, Garcetti, kind of hangs back in a lot of these cases, like he did on homelessness and crime. And, of course, we love to say that not too many years ago, he was at these news conferences all the time crowing about the historic low crime rates mm. that we have in Los Angeles. We haven't heard that in a few years, but that was the case uh, during sure. his tenure. Back when the sentences were harsher and we weren't dealing with the after effects of Props 47 and 57. Now that all those criminals are on the streets, we have a lot more crime and Moore doesn't have any more uh, press conferences praising himself. And let's not forget the notorious beginning of all this 11 years ago, AB 109. I see that one. That was the oh, beginning. Yes. That was Jerry the- Brown's debacle that was passed by the legislature that lets these inmates stay under local supervision and not get sent back to state prison for up to a year when they violate conditions of their release. You know, that's what they that's what AB 109 did. That started all this. It's important to bring that up because as time goes by, it's now 11 years, people forget or younger people who are now living an adult life never knew that this was going on. But there's a reason the crime rates in the past 5 years are so much higher than you know 10 15 years ago it's why the homeless rate is so much higher the 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 number of drug addicts in the streets so much higher all this has to do with there was like like three pillars of insanity and it was assembly bill 109 it was prop 47 prop 57 that the that the voters passed because they were they were they were lied to in both cases and the three of those measures have created the insanity that you're now experiencing yeah, it didn't come out of nowhere one more thing to tack on, the pandemic. Yeah. They decided, oh, we can't have this many people in prison. It's not safe for the pandemic. Let's release even more inmates. Absolute craziness so, now. This let out tens of thousands of people cumulatively. They are on the streets. They're committing more crimes or they're whacked out on drugs. They're mentally ill. They're creating the chaos. They're homeless. They're doing the smash and grab robberies, the home invasion robberies, the murders, the gang members carrying on. It all comes from those four sources and of course the next story brings up yet another element to add to all this and that's no bail lapd chief michael moore is featured in this story from cbs2 it's an update on follow home robberies and apparently there's some frustration when it comes to at least one of the suspects keep in mind the name matthew adams here's the story from jeff Wynn. there's another one wow that 
Cell phone video of an armed robbery in January is part of a growing case file against 18-year-old Matthew Adams seen in this booking photo. He's definitely violent. He's definitely armed. And so uh, his involvement is significant. The supervisor of LAPD's recently formed Follow Home Task Force says all of Adams' alleged crimes had something in common. Handguns, firearms are always involved in these crimes. This is some of the evidence detectives have gathered against Adams and two other men. He's accused of a robbery spree that spans from L.A.'s west side to Burbank over a period of at least three months. During that time, Adams was arrested three times and let out every time, wow. posting bond and being released on his own recognizance. LAPD Chief Michael Moore says the bail schedule that's set by the courts isn't working. But that justice delayed is justice denied. Uh, and it also allows for individuals who are charged with very serious offenses uh, to continue to be in a community setting. During a news conference on unsolved homicides, L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon told us his office doesn't even see a case file until a suspect's first court date after an arrest, which may take up to five months. That is the reason why we're talking to the courts about shortening the length of period that people get side back. That is why we're telling police that in cases where they believe that somebody's bail should be deviated, that they need to bring us a front really early on. Chief Moore did not criticize anyone by name, but says the issue is the lack of filing gun enhancements uh -huh. when armed suspects are arrested. Those enhanced enhancements are not by a matter of policy being used, period, in a blanket fashion. But Gascon, who's the subject of a second recall effort, says it's not always that clear-cut. The enhancements do not necessarily always lead to a resolution. Having said that, I what? understand the frustration. <laughs> and when we have those repeat offenders, we have offered that we will take a second look and we will deal with them appropriately. And during the news conference, we asked Mr. Gascon about Matthew Adams, but he told us he is not familiar with Adams, who is currently being held. If convicted, Adams could face more than 20 years in prison. That's right. So let's be clear. Matthew Adams is a dangerous person that uses guns to rob people and rob homes. And he did it three times and got released every time. No now, bail. Out. Now, so he just kept doing it. Now, you have a bunch of idiot woke judges. and Three times a, in like four months. That's another thing to be careful of when you vote this year is who the judges are. Because these woke judges are putting these violent criminals on the streets without any bail. And then, right, because Gascon is I, saying I, the case hasn't even come to me yet, and these guys are already being let I, go without bail. I, but Moore's point is, if we had the enhancements, and again, it says Moore doesn't name anybody, but it's Gascon. If we had the enhancements, that could lead the judge well, to say, okay, well, we're going to hold you on bail. It is Gascon. This is what I don't get. You have all these, these uh, anus politicians constantly mm -hmm. prattling about gun control, and you got a district attorney who will not file gun enhancement charges, yeah, which would point. put them away for a long time. And you have judges letting criminals off on no bail when they've committed gun crimes. Well, why? I don't understand this. You just let go an epiphany. That is exactly the horrible irony of these people. They call for more gun control laws, but apparently no gun enhancement crimes. <laughs> I right. don't really understand that. And no bail for the gun crimes. It, again, is trying to separate because this is what they love to do. The gun is the evil, not the person. Oh, the person's just had a tough life. We have to understand that. We have to make sure they can never get a gun, their hands on a gun again. 
Matter of fact, nobody in society gets their hands on a gun. It's insane. That's how they approach this problem. It's insane. It's it's idiotic insanity. Uh, yes, and you you hear Gascon's weak response at the end. A lot of it was like a word salad. Yeah, thanks, but, Kermit. Um, right. The enhancements do not necessarily always lead to a resolution. What does that really? mean? If you are the police and you arrest a guy and you have the gun enhancement and you take that to the judge... And it looks like there's a pretty good chance that he's going to require bail. Without those enhancements, what I think Moore is saying is, eh, maybe not likely. Wonder, well, you would think anybody who commits a crime with a gun is, should be considered a serious, possibly violent felon. But I wonder if Moore, if Moore is going to speak out more that now that Garcetti is a blown bag. Uh, let's hope so. Especially if he sees Caruso rising in the polls, yeah. because that would be the next mayor who would decide... Do I want to keep this guy around? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, what do you think Caruso? If it's Karen Bass, he's probably not worried. No. What do you think Caruso is going to gonna do? Because he'll have more direct control over LAPD. He's going to let them do their job. Now, you think right. that's going to result in a, a safer LA or a worse LA? All right. When we come back, it's hot. Did anybody notice it's warm? You know what they love to talk about when it gets hot like this? Uh-oh, Fires. Uh, Where do you hear this story? California has finally come around to something we talked about, I think it's two, three years ago now. Coming up next. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Very good. Uh, We'll be talking Russia versus Ukraine after 4 o'clock. Some of the headlines include a story we had heard just before the war broke out, uh, mobile crematoriums. Are the Russians using those so they can cover up all their dead troops? Uh, we'll get into that, and we'll get into these new sanctions, which could affect uh, oh, Vladimir Putin's daughters. This is all coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. More sanctions. Yeah, that's going to turn the tide. You may not remember this because things always cycled, especially in the panic news coverage that this country is under, particularly here in California when it comes to certain issues. But... In the summer of 2020, apparently the theme was California is burning to the ground. Does anybody remember? There was some fantastic fires. I think the ones up in Northern California were set by lightning. Remember the lightning strike fires? What did they call those? And you were puzzled by the names. They sometimes called them uh, uh, weird names. These these fires that were caused by lightning strikes that sometimes uh, ended up coming together in certain places. Oh, the, well, the yeah, forest. they turned them into complex fires. That's it, the word complex. That's the yes. one I couldn't think of. That's right. when two fires merge into one super fire. Super fire. So when we spent time talking about this in 2020 and probably dragging into 2021, you're not hearing much now because it's not happening, right? People only go nuts when something happens for oh. a few weeks and it's like, oh, it's the end of the world. We're all going to burn to death. Oh my God, climate change is killing us all. You remember the, the forest fires? You remember the year round fire season? Yeah, that was a Schwarzenegger thing. That's where that started. Right. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't. There had... is no such thing as fire season. It they, is here all they, year round. They keep saying that, except we, we, we've had a very quiet winter fire season, even though there's been very little rain. So that seems like another, another piece of nonsense hype. But, of course, they think a few months from now it's going to be very ugly. Okay, well, there's fire season, but it's not year-round. Exactly. All right, so they were wrong on that one. And here's what else they were wrong on, except it looks like they've come around two years after we talked about it. The idea of doing prescribed burns. California, and I like this because 
this being a woke state and Gavin Newsom in charge, let's bring the Native American tribes into this and let's talk about the once prohibited practice of lighting controlled burns to help prevent devastating wildfires. Yes, Newsom has, and Newsom always has, a task force. <laughs> the Wildfire and Forest Resilience Task Force. And they've come out with a plan. Brilliant. Two years after we talked about how this was probably the wise thing to do, and there were many fire experts who agreed. It's called Strategic Plan for Expanding the Use. And you know what the term they use for this is? Beneficial fire. That's a good mm. one. But because right. for 100 years... The Forest Service had this, this blunderbuss idea of putting out every fire as quickly as possible, which allowed for a huge amount of overgrowth in the forests. All Correct. kinds of uh, uh, all kinds of like brush and grasses and dead trees, uh, debris. Uh, and, and they never cleared it out. So when a fire finally hit, it would get out of control. It had so much fuel to burn. Nobody could stop it. And right. the Native Americans for centuries. Yeah, they knew able... this a long time ago. If you let the forest build up, when the fire comes, it's going to be horrendous. So and this story in CNN calls them cultural burns. It's another good term. A cultural burn? <laughs> Sounds... Everything now is so defined and so woke. It's yeah, silly. It belongs to the Native Americans because they did this first. Uh, these are purposely set low-intensity fires. And, of course, it's all about fire prevention. You know, ridding the land of wildfire fuel, like debris, scrub, undergrowth, and certain grasses, because they ignite easily, and that allows for these intense flames that it, are hard to fight. So they go in there, and they do a little preventive measures. It's You know, it's, it's science, but the Native Americans understood it instinctively. Well, yeah, this is uh, their the, land, and they lived in the right. middle of these forests. Yeah, it's it, it's not the culture. It's that they understood, and it's kind of basic. The more fuel you have, the bigger the fire is going to be. So let's get rid of the stuff that's dead and unnecessary. Yeah, what do you think was one of the big blockers to the idea of doing this? I'll bet over the years it was, was probably the, the, the environmental types. Oh, it is the absolutely the environmental groups. They were environmental. fanatical How about this. How dare you burn something that's not uh, dead or... See, in some cases, they would be dead, but fanatics and environmental activists are fanatics, by definition, are emotional. They're not rational. They're doing this out of their feelings and anger and hysteria. Nobody makes good decisions when you're hysterical and angry. And these environmental activists are perpetually hysterical and angry. Plus, it's good for business. That's how they get their donations. That's how they make their six-figure salaries. But it was always bad science. It was always stupid. They would prey on people's emotions, like look at all the natural forests that that you know you're you're burning all these plants that should be left alone. It's like no, they shouldn't be left alone. You can leave them alone if nobody's living in the state, right? Because thousands of years ago, yeah, all the fires did burn like crazy because there was no one around to put no one around to put them out, no one around to do the prescribed burns. But one since we're going to live story. here, we got to make smart decisions on how to care for the forests. They interviewed uh, Don Hankins. Well, look at this. A cultural fire practitioner who was part of the task force. He calls what we've been just talking about forest floor litter. Dry vegetation that doesn't allow space for grasses, wildflowers, and other beneficial plants. And he says sometimes you have to just clear that out. 
cultural fire burning. Right, because you're always going to have dry lightning strikes. They happen every year. Thousands and thousands of lightning bolts every year. Especially over in Northern California, where it's heavily forested. Much of Northern California has no population. It's all forest. And the dry lightning comes, that's, that's seasonal. That's nature. So to start... 400,000 acres annually by the year 2025 will be included in the plan for beneficial fire. They want to get it up to a million acres uh, eventually by uh, by 2025. So I don't know what the acreage is of forest land in California that can burn. But one thing we learned, a lot of the land in this state is federal control, but apparently this is an agreement between federal, state, tribal, and local uh, communities. They're all agreeing that they're going to do this. So it sounds promising. It just depends on how much they do this, how well, well they do this. I uh, There was a, a quote from one of the uh, Native Americans who said, we have to you know, get people together in the tribe because we haven't done this for so many years. Normally the knowledge is passed down from generation to generation, but since nobody was allowed to practice this, we've got to go back and see who knows what. You know, and put together our uh, our protocol. Right. It says here, since the late 1700s, California and other states discouraged or outright prohibited Native Americans from participating in many of their cultural practices, including the fire burning. Yeah. It says here, American and European people came into Yosemite Valley talking about the beauty of the valley. When they saw active fires that Native people were burning, they complained about having to put out the fires, not realizing that this place was created because of those fires. Yeah, they're ignorant. exactly right. I mean, I could see that overreaction hundreds of years ago, right? You're like, what but, are they doing? But clearly but it was smart policy. Yeah, not now. By now we we knew the science. Oh, we should be beyond We that. were just getting rule. If we could somehow tilt the balance of power back to rational people and away from hysterical activists, not only in the environment, but many other things, life would be better. But hysterical activists have taken control of our life. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt, Ken Shampoo. It's KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, there's quite a few stories to get to coming up after 4 o'clock concerning Ukraine and Russia, including a new story that more Russians are considering the cost of this war as casualties mount. Basically, there are people that are finding out that family members, Russian troops, have been killed in Ukraine, and now they're wondering, what the hell are we doing? Wait till they see how many sons aren't coming home ever. Yeah, you've got to figure that there's got to be at least some family love Uh, among Russians, and, you know, when these soldiers are dying, that's got to get to them the way kind of happened in this country in the 60s with what was going on in Vietnam, you would think. But uh, we'll get into that, and there's a bunch of other stories concerning mobile crematoriums, Putin's daughters... And a Wisconsin mom with Russian heritage that apparently strangled her son to death because she was so amped up over the Russian war. Let me get to all of this in the four o'clock hour. Yeah, and you know what? She's got some similarities to you. Me? Yes. You'll see why when we get to the story. All right. I've never strangled anyone. That's not the part that's similar. I've thought about it, but... Something else you're up to that's similar. Okay. But... Uh, this story from Maryland is a keeper. Uh, I don't personally have a problem with it, but it is raising eyebrows. We're going to play the TV report from Fox 5, Washington, D.C.'s 
David Kaplan. It's something that I wanted to do. That's how Michael wanted me to do it. That's how he wanted to go out. He wanted to celebrate his life, turning up, having a party. He don't want people to be sad and crying. He always wants people to be happy and having fun. Moreau, who went by the stage name Gunu, was shot and killed in Prince George's County on March 18th. His death remains an open homicide investigation. There was an autopsy performed on his body. It was released to the funeral home, and the family tells me they wanted to have a celebration that they said properly reflected his life. This was at Bliss Nightclub at Northeast D.C. Fox 5 is not sharing images posted to social media, but I can tell you the body was upright on the stage. He was wearing jeans, a sweatshirt, and a crown as people celebrated around him. Moreau's sister says the family has received a lot of negative attention, but emphasized tonight, they don't care. We don't. We want that message to be out. We celebrated the life of my brother how we wanted. My brother was a legend. My brother was a king. And that's exactly how we wanted to go out. To clear the rumors king. in that place, my that's brother, the, crown. The, the, the critics are you saying rap it, songs. It's, it's rude. It's very disrespectful. It's very insensitive. If you do not like it, don't speak on it. Don't speak, don't speak on, on it. it. Don't it's how we it. Let us grieve how Keep we want to grieve. Up. So in an Instagram post today, Bliss acknowledged that they worked with a funeral home about this, but they apologized to family, fans, and friends saying they that they were never made aware of what would transpire is the club, quote. Yeah. We sincerely apologize to all those who may be upset or offended. We reached out to Bliss for more information on Instagram, care? but did not I hear agree. back from them. Moreau's murder remains unsolved in Prince George's County. Police offering a $25,000 reward for anybody with any information about this murder. So the, ra the rapper was murdered. The rapper was murdered. Right, the family that, that decided. Happens. The family decided to have one final show inside this nightclub. So I guess they embalmed him. They dressed him up. They propped him on stage. People listened to music and danced around his body. He had a crown. I think he had sunglasses on. I didn't see. So he was sitting on uh, some kind of throne. Yes, and whether he was in a chair or he was just like propped on the stage, at the edge of the stage. Hmm. I think I want that. Well, you know, I wondered if this would be a trend. I've heard about a couple of these stories where people do this. I think sometimes uh, one guy was dressed in like a baseball uniform of his favorite team, mm. and they had him sitting in a chair in the funeral home, and people just came and but, uh, paid their respects. We get embalmed, and they uh, prop us up uh, behind a... Oh, yeah, microphones. Cable and a couple of microphones. We could do one last show. Sure, up on stage. Are you saying we die together somehow? Yes, it's like a, a murder-suicide. Or like if I die first, they keep my body frozen until you die. Until then, that's right, yeah. And they put us both on in front of a, at a table doing the show. Right. Yeah, they could play old recordings. Sure. Heads on a stick. Exactly, right. Yeah, well, you're screaming then, about something. Then they, could, then they could, you know, carry our bodies off out into the streets. And then some clueless person comes up for an autograph and doesn't seem to understand <laughs> that we're not responding. What's going on? Oh, I agree with you. I think if this yeah. is what these people want to do for Gunu, that was his stage name, Gunu. Mark, the, mark the that rapper. down, Deborah. If we go first, okay, you're, you're going to be the uh, MC for our, uh, <laughs> our our state funeral. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Where we're propped up doing our final show. Frozen. <laughs> I think That's when it way comes to, go to death, that people are allowed to do whatever they think is, oh, yeah, makes no. them feel better. I think the old... Uh, the the old nightclub's way. like, oh, we didn't know anything about this, but the family said we work with the nightclub. How would they not know that they're bringing in a dead they body to knew. put on... 
Just to try to cover. It was apparently a $40 event, so it wasn't that expensive. I remember the... 40 bucks to come in and see Gunu's last show. The first, uh, the first funeral home I ever went to, I think I was nine years old, and some old Polish relative died, a woman. I didn't know who she was. And uh, they brought me there. It was completely traumatic because everybody got in line, all the old Polish relatives and their babushkas and their black veils, and I'm standing with them, and they're telling me everybody's, like, touching the body. This was like a... Uh, yeah, an old Polish, you know, yeah. so I did it too. Cause I was, uh, I was nine years old and I, I touched, I touched the, the woman's wrist and it was cold and wet. And oh. I just, I freaked out. I uh, just, I didn't expect, I don't know what I expected, but geez. And then, and then, you know, everybody filed through and they're sitting and chattering in their seats in front of the body. And then suddenly a couple of guys in dark suits showed up and they suddenly whisked the curtains closed. Very suddenly, oh. abruptly. Suddenly, the whole place erupted. All these older Polish women. Woo! Everybody started yelling and crying. I just, I, most traumatic thing of my childhood. I couldn't believe it. And I'm thinking, I, there's got to be a better way than this. I like, I like this rap guy. I like I, his, more uh, about death coming up. We talk about Ukraine, Russia next. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress 
today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.